Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. Hey, this is rapper and producer, The Real Mike Wilson, and you're listening to Beyond Borders with Rose Gold and Kid Gravity. Yo, this is Beyond Borders, son, and you know all the opinions they espouse on here, that's on them, so don't get offended. And if you get offended, man, that's on you, son. Hey, y'all, gravity, any day above ground, live it. I appreciate everybody coming through, listening to the live. Those are going to listen to it on the playback. Thank you. I know this is Thursday, and I usually don't have these shows. My, my live shows are usually random. But today, folks, we got to have a conversation with the congregation. I got that from one of my favorite battle rappers, Big Cannon. We got to have a conversation, ladies and gentlemen. We are T-minus six months, a little less than six months away from these midterms, folks. And black women, give me one second. Black women, they are targeting you. I'm going to say that again. Black women, they are targeting you guys. In 2020, they targeted black men because they saw us giving support to Trump. They did not like that. They figured we would be on the plantation and we would just blindly vote for Biden because black women were voting for Biden. Mm Mm-hmm. But they did not count on 30% of black men voting for Donald Trump. They did not expect that. They also got pissed because eight, count eight percent of black women voted for Donald Trump. They did not like that, folks. So even though Biden got in, again, because of the Asian American Pacific Islander caucus and that enclave down here in the great state of Georgia. Sorry, folks, I'm drinking a New York institution, the Arizona green tea. We as black people have been on a four year targeting campaign. Now, when those two idiots Biden and Harris got in, I said, they're going to push a white man, black woman agenda. I said this on my Civil War show. I said this back in 2019 when I was one of the few people who said that they were going to get in. And you have seen for the past two years who they've promoted, who they pushed out there in the front lines. We've got Kuntanji. We've got Kamala. We've got 
friend of the show who I plan to do a nice little uh, parting destruction on. I'm going to give y'all a little preview of that, though, today, folks. We're going to start with her. Oh, yes, we're going to start with her. So as you know, the fake Wendy's chick, Jen Psaki, is leaving, folks. She's leaving the White House. She's going over to MSDNC. Down with the LGBT. So she left in capable hands. What they love to always tout. The first black. We've heard this, folks, for years. The first black. Oh, yeah. There she is, as my daughter would like to say. Oh, yeah, folks, that is Corinne St. John Pierre. Oh, yes. Mid-40s Haitian woman. She will be taking over the fake Wendy's chick position. And she's been touted as the first black White House press secretary. Should be a great day for black folks everywhere, especially them black girls, right? That should, that, that should be a beautiful thing. Ah, 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 ah. No, sir. You know how we do it here on Beyond Boys of Rogo, Kid Gravity, and the Kid Gravity channel, and Bet on Black with Kid Gravity. You know how we do this. Folks, let's ask the question, has Corinne Jean-Pierre, has she ever pushed a black woman agenda? Has she ever pushed a black man agenda? Black first agenda, black family agenda. Has she ever done that? No, sir, she has not. Interesting. Haitian woman has not pushed a uh not hell, she hasn't even pushed a Haitian agenda, folks. But she's the first black. Cool. What is so great about Corinne John Pierre that Biden said, even though he said at the beginning, hey, we I'm going to be the most inclusive administration ever, and I'm going to promote so much women. That's what he said. I need someone to explain this to me. What is pro-black about this here? Oh, yes, folks. We're going to go there today. Because I need black women to understand that what I'm about to tell you in the time allotted, I'm doing this to help you. Like I said before, you're being targeted. And we're going to get harsh on this show. Black women, I'm going to pull a Kevin Samuels right now. I wish I had my glasses, but I don't. And I wish I had on a suit, but I won't. I could run and get my blazer. I'm not going to do that. But black women, the Democrats view you guys as idiots. I'm just going to say it loud and proud. They view y'all as idiots. And 
considering the fact that they have a large contingent of black women in the Democratic Party, it's not hard to have enough examples of idiotic black women to use as a gauge for the entirety of the group. It's called a stereotype. It's called generalizations. On the screen, that is Corinne's partner, a white woman named Suzanne Malvo, who works at CNN, folks. Yeah. Let that, let that marinate. A White House press secretary is going home to someone at CNN. Conflict of interest much. Yeah. But Miss Corinne, same woman who of Haitian descent, folks, came here as an immigrant. Saw this happen eight months ago. Didn't say a damn word till about four days later. The B1 grassroots came outside and asked her the question. What do you got to say about this? She started blocking people, folks. Oh, yes, yeah, she did. She blocked people. Hmm. That's how you show reverence to your people. You block them. But then y'all get pissed off when we call y'all out. Interesting. So she's first on the list, folks. Because black women, their first job is to hit you with the symbolism. I saw the tweets, folks. They were happy. Thank God I follow a lot of B1 women. They were like, either we don't care or this chick, she's not with us. So it is what it is. It's just there to explain white supremacy. That's all she's there for, to explain white supremacy. But folks, again, black women. Symbolism was what gets y'all in trouble way too much. Y'all sat there for years, and we're going to go all the way back. Y'all sat there for years and propped up the wrong people. I said this many years ago. I'm never going to forgive your predecessors what they did to Shahzad Ali. I ain't never going to forgive them for that. All them mammies who, who followed her around to the talk show circuit, who sat there and discredited her book and had the nerve to try to say that because she come from an Islamic background and in her book said, if you're not cooperative with your husband, smack in the mouth and did not have enough cognitive, what's the word, enough cognitive ability to figure out that she was talking about, I'm from an Islamic background. Our rules are different from you. 
most of y'all that are coming at me are Christian. So you're not going to understand the concept I'm talking about. But instead of having her explain that, which she did on multiple occasions, by the way, but y'all didn't want to hear it. Y'all sought to discredit her. And here we are almost 40 years later. And that woman is on our pantheon of the great leaders. When this Tariq Nasheed builds his museum, she will have a wing to herself. Dr. Cress Welsing is up there waiting for the sister to come up so they can have conversations and get at these white supremacists. Sister Cress Wilson is down there smiling. Sister Feeney Shakur is up there smiling at the work the greatest Shahzad Ali has done. Ida B. Wells. Shirley Chisholm is a coon. I said it. We gonna, I'm choosing violence today. So that's number one on the agenda. Symbolism. Symbolism is a worthy spear to destroy the image of black women. The second spear, black women, they are going to attack your emotions. Everybody's talking about this Roe v. Wade thing. Which controls abortion? Gives people the right to have an abortion. That's fine. Do what you want. It's your body, your choice. I'm an advocate. I, I, I'm an advocate for both, pro-life, pro-choice. I want to see our babies grow up and be productive human beings, but I also understand in certain circumstances you can't bring a child in this world. Fine. But I also tell y'all, whichever side you choose, be prepared for the consequences. And you're talking to somebody who was scared to death when my child came into this world. I was scared. I didn't know how to pay for that man, for that, for that little girl. I did not know how to pay for her. But it's like all the people before us tell us. You can never prepare for a child. The child prepares you. And my wife and I for the past three years have figured it out. We want to fight this month sometimes, but she brings us joy. That's all we can hope and hope we give her enough knowledge and enough love to go out in this world and not be seduced by the BS. Speaking of BS, black women, I need y'all to come a little closer. Not much. I love y'all. I want to smell. I want to smell y'all. Y'all. Y'all's uh, fragrances. Mm. It, 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 including y'all over there in the in the comedic sector. Y'all be burning the sage and all that and the incense. Come over here. I'm gonna smell all that. Come here. I want y'all to explain this to me, folks got to have a serious conversation today. Now, I got this from Black Enterprise, folks. I need this explained. Salute to Black Voltron. 
talking about one of the greatest books ever written, The Black Man's Guide to Understand the Black Woman. Self-published, by the way. Didn't take not one red set for white folk. But I need y'all to explain this picture you're seeing on the screen, black women, for those who are going to hear this back. I got a picture of a black woman out there during a protest amongst all these white folk. They're what they're doing. I want you to focus on the black woman. Okay, fine. Her sign says black women are four times more likely to die during pregnancy and childbirth. And the abortion rate for black women is five times that of white women. Correct. New York City has aborted more babies than it has, bo- has been born. We know this. There was an ad years ago, folks. Went straight viral. Some pastor put up, the most dangerous place in America is black woman's womb. Oh, them black women went nuts. Oh, they went nuts. The one chick with the Bantu knots said, how dare you? How dare you? Okay. Go see that man. He wasn't hard to find. And Miss How Dare You, it pissed you off so much, they had similar signs around the country. A lot of people will bypass that. Okay. Uh, Victor Costin, yes, I do have Cash App. My Cash App is, I'm going to put in the chat. Yes, if you would like to give money to me, that is fine. I prefer that. Try to start this business soon. I could use all the capital I can get. My Cash App is in the chat. But we're going to keep going. This article, check out the headline, folk. Let's start there. Now, this is from Black Enterprise, and we already know they've been co-opted by white folk. But it says, black women in the South have been prepared for the end of Roe v. Wade. Now, this was May 10th, so this was two days ago. Now, I saw this on Twitter, and I swear, boy... I think Twitter breeds the worst intellectuals possible because a lot of people just title watch and don't read what's going on. Now, the B1s, I know for a fact, open the article. The rest of them just share the shit, what they see. They don't go deep into it. But there's a particular paragraph I want y'all to keep in mind. So we'll start here. Women are going to die, Dalton Johnson, who owns an abortion clinic in Alabama, told NBC News. Quote, it may not be as many as it was in the 70s because we have medication abortions. There are groups that are going to have access to those, whether legally or illegally, but everyone's not going to be able to do that, and women are going to die. Okay. This is what I don't like about the abortion discussion folks this is what i don't like i don't like when they try to make it seem like it's life or death with this abortion thing like for some reason black women always have a problem when they have birth 
I'm not saying they don't have problems, but they always make it seem like every time a black woman gets pregnant and she's close to either her due date or she's just like living her life for 36 to 40 weeks, some bullshit happens. Yet, as us in this community understand that there are so many black women out here that have had kids and put their experiences online and share knowledge. There's so many black women maternity groups on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Hell, you can go on YouTube right now. I guarantee you'll find a blog of a black woman who's going through every day of her pregnancy. But then y'all got articles like this. Basically saying that there's always going to be a problem when black women have it. So they might as well just get abortions. And don't worry. I'm going to show you how they get influenced by these feminists. But let's continue reading. If Roe v. Wade falls, which seems more than likely, many black women in the South will be forced to turn to a network of black female-led grassroots groups and organizations to fill gaps in health care. Many of these groups are already in action helping black women and minorities. They See, they always love throwing that in there. Black women can never stand on their own. It's always got to be minorities. But okay. Put together funds. Coordinate time away from work, child care, and transportation to another state to get the procedure. Okay. See, this is the language they like to use to try to soften the blow. Black women, let me explain something to you. And I, 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 I mess with y'all heavy because a lot of y'all have peeped the game when they say women of color, black women, and minorities. I, I feel y'all on that. Y'all need to start calling this out. And we're gonna, I'm, that section of this video and live stream that I'm going to tell y'all about later, I swear to God, I'm going to sound like Kevin Samuels. I'm just going to warn y'all now. When I get into y'all calling out things like this, I will be sounding like Kevin Samuels. I promise you. But language like this, this is where y'all get in trouble because y'all sit up there and y'all allow it to pass because y'all are first. See, if they would have said minorities and black women, y'all would have got pissed. But because they said black women and minorities, a lot of y'all bypassed it. Because in your mind, you've already been conditioned to think, okay, as long as I'm first, they actually care. We all remember growing up when they when we started being in these YouTube spaces and listening to the videos, you could remember going back in them comment sections when these dudes would say, and females would say black men and black women, and you started seeing them black feminists show up talking about why is the black man first? Why does this have to be about black men? Why can't it be just about us? You're conditioned. You're conditioned 
to not ask questions. Thankfully, New Black Media and B1, we've been telling women and men and children, ask questions. Always ask questions. Question everything. I've told people many times on this show, when y'all read these articles, look between these words. Context clues. I was very good in English. One of, the, one of my favorite parts of English are context clues. You're supposed to read something and figure out what the person is really trying to say. Because there's always a hidden message in whatever you read. And I know a lot of the comedics and the, uh, <clears throat> the Hebrew Israelites, they, they preach that. There's a lot of hidden meanings in text, especially with y'all's Bible. There's a lot of hidden meanings in there. We got we to gotta get back to that. But here's where I want y'all to pay attention because I'm going to show you something else next after this. Lori Bertram Roberts, the executive director of the Yellow Hammer Fund, an Alabama-based nonprofit that offers support and funding to have abortion, abortions, has gone as far as bailing someone out of jail to get an abortion. Roberts and other reproductive rights advocates say they are not ready for the end of Roe v. Wade, but are as prepared for it as they can be. Okay, we're going to end it there. Again, folks, just because, well, I'll say it like this. There's two reasons why this Roe v. Wade thing came up. We all know about the leak. The leak was by design. The leak was meant to piss black women off. I'm going to say that again. The leak of that draft opinion was to piss black women off. Again, the midterms are coming. You have feasibly five and a half months to whip black women into a frenzy that they'll stay on the blue side. Because quiet as it's kept, they don't want to tell you that a lot of black women out here are suffering. A lot of black women have been evicted, even though they kept saying, oh, we're going we're gonna to keep the eviction moratoriums going. Nope. Black women are getting thrown out. I'm down here in Atlanta. I've seen many a sheriff car running around here lately. They're throwing people out. That's one. Number two, a lot of black women lost their jobs. Can't get real, can't get real stable work right now. Three, they're cutting a lot of social programs right now. Why do you think all these uh, politicians all of a sudden now, like War Warnock, what I call him, worth nothing. I, that's what my name for him. Worth nothing. That bastard came to my county a few months ago, had a town hall. Somebody asked him about reparations. He started talking about Medicaid. He got the babbling about the child tax credit, which if y'all go study the child tax credit, that is another loan like the stimulus check that you're going to get taxed on. 
Black Voltron, you ain't seen nothing yet, brother. You ain't seen nothing yet. I just read about the Yellow Hammer Fund, right? Would y'all like to see who donated to the Yellow Hammer Fund? Sorry, it was a hot day, so I'm scratching. I think I think a bug got me. But would y'all like to see who is on the uh, Hammer Fund? Would y'all like to see that? Of course you would, because you know how I do it over here. I bring the receipts. Oops. This is insider, folks. Oops. That is not a black woman. Oops. I'll say it again. Oops. That is a white woman. That is Halsey. Now, I don't know how many black women listen to Halsey, but yeah, it's Halsey, folks, a white singer, donated $100,000 from merchandise sales to the Yellow Hammer Fund, an organization that helps fund abortion access in Alabama. What did that article I read tell you? With that woman with that uh with that sign? Black women have the most more abortions than white women. So where do you think that hundred thousand dollars was going, folks? Guarantee you Yellow Hammer Fund did not keep all of it. I bet you Planned Parenthood got a cut of that. Oh, Black Voltron. Black Voltron, you the man. You're the man. But guess what, folks? Could we do the research here? You think Halsey was the only one? Uh-uh. Where there's one, there's always two. Look at that. Another singer. Oh, and by the way, Halsey's from where I'm at. She's from the New York Tri-State area, so she's a blue liberal. Interesting. But yes, folks, what do you see there? Singer-songwriter Maggie Rogers also donated profits from merchandise sales to the Yellow Hammer Fund. Maggie Rogers. Hmm. To help black women get abortions. Where is Maggie from, you ask? Easton, Maryland. Easton, Maryland. Hmm. Nice, quaint little town. Black women, I need y'all to wake up. This whole article, matter of fact, I'm going to do y'all the biggest favor. I'm going to sh- put the link in the, in the thing, in the chat. Y'all can go look at this. Oh, there's many a celebrity who've donated to abortion rights. Oh, yeah, look at that. 
Mr. Get Out himself. Oh, yeah. Right here in Georgia. Giving out money for abortions. Yeah. <sighs> y'all, black women, y'all better wake up. Alyssa Milano, we're not, we're not too shocked about that one. Katy Perry, we're not that shocked. Planned Parenthood, we're not that shocked. Ariana Grande, quarter million, so she doesn't beat everybody. We not, we we we're not, we're not too shocked. And there it is. <laughs> The woman who tells teenagers online to die and her man. The same chick who takes baths with her kids and puts it online. Donated money to Planned Parenthood. Honestly only. Uh, No, they will never care about homeless people because for them to care about homeless people, you're going to piss off a large segment of America. Can't do that. You need. Homeless people are only here to give politicians. A photo op to give them a story for election time. Because remember, if you're old enough to remember, before social media was a thing, every time a politician would run for office, they would always do something for the homeless, always. They would organize some drive, they would say they're building some facility for them to get get, um, off the streets. The problem was when social media came, you started seeing regular people doing it and then filming it. So it took away their thunder. So now they're saying, hey, damn, we can't really do nothing for the homeless. So we'll try to do something on the back end. That way we can control the message. Yeah. But you're right. They don't care. They never did. Ooh, Anna Ferris. Oh, yeah. Another $250,000. They just trying to up each other. Go ahead. Damn, she looks scary, boy. God, dog. Mm. Mila Kunis. Uh, and then she tried to troll by putting Mike Pence's name on it. But this was the same chick who on a video says she don't bathe. Except once a week. But we're not going to go there. Shout out to you, Meg. Shout out to you. Lena Dunham, Nuff said. Mindy Kalen, thousand dollars of Planned Parenthood for a further fortieth birthday this year. Ma'am, you make millions. You only gave a G. All right, say less. All right, enough of this. Say less. Black women. What was my second thing? First was the symbolism. Now it was. I kind of what did I call it? I called it the. Whip you, whipping you into a frenzy. Uh, but folks, we're going to keep going. So first we did symbolism, then we did emotion. 
now we're going to do vanity. Black women, all women around the world suffer from a very bad case of vanity. And we're not talking about the thing that you have in your room for your makeup. I'm talking about self being self-absorbed. That's what we're talking about. Before I said black women, you guys have been lulled psychologically into thinking that just because they mention you first, you think they give a damn about you. Unfortunately, as a black man, I'm here to burst your bubble because I love you. They don't care about you. When they mention you first, black women, they need, they need flunkies. They need foot soldiers. And they know you're willing participants to be white supremacy's foot soldiers. And before I show you this, folks, I do have a special announcement. In two weeks, folks, I will be doing a live stream. I hope you all join me then. I have put together a diagram of white supremacy. It's gonna be revolutionary, folks. And my diagram is going to show every form of white supremacy that they can control. I'm going to have it labeled. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. I will give y'all permission to use it and cir circulate it around. And we're gonna have a discussion on it. So if you'd like to be there, let me know in the comment section of this video. Excuse me. You're not gonna wanna miss this one. It took, it took me a long time to figure out how where each part goes, but when you see it, you're gonna be like, damn. But let's continue. So we, like I said, we've done symbolism and we've done emotion. Now we're going to do vanity. On your screen, folks, we have some website I've never heard of before called Diversity Inc. So we already know a lot of their articles are probably some bullshit. But this one caught my particular attention. So this is Megan Good, folks. We all know who Megan Good is. If you're old enough, you grew up with her. She was in Friday. A lot of movies. Some TV shows, My Cousin Skeeter. She was uh, a lot of black teenagers, heartthrob. Yes, she was. But the past few years, she's uh, kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, devalued herself with some of her decision-making, doing that god-awful Amazon Prime show Harlem, which was just the X-rated version of Living Single, and uh, leaving her black husband for an Arabian battle rapper who went as far as to tattoo his name, her name on his neck 
Yeah. She did an ad, folks, for the NAACP. You know, the National Association for the Advancement of Coons and I can't say the P word. We'll just say files. We'll just say that. I'm not going to play the video because I didn't bother looking for it. But this article says black women, the voice of influence in midterm elections. Again, what did I say at the beginning, folks? They're targeting you. Here's one of the proofs. Let's read. With the midterm elections two weeks away, well, this was back in 2018, but this has significant relevance with what's happening now. With the midterms two weeks away, it's clear historically overlooked voting bloc, black women who are more politically engaged than any other demographic will make all the difference for Democratic candidates. So off the first paragraph, they already started lying. Black women have never been overlooked. Black women have always been overvalued to the Democratic Party. They never had to go really hard in the paint until Obama had to get in because they knew black women would vote for a Democrat at a 90, at an average of a 92% clip. So already we have an article that's lying, but okay. Quote, Alabama was this tipping point around black women's leadership, said Glenda Carr, co-founder of Higher Heights for America, which focuses on galvanizing votes. After 98% of black women voted for Doug Jones and drove an upset Senate win in Alabama in December, Democratic National Committee Chair Tom Perez said that black women are the backbone of the party. So one... They acknowledged your existence. Number two, they reinforced that by propping you up and dissing everybody else in the process. So you are the Lego foundation for them. But what happens when you step on a Lego? We're not going there. Let's keep going. Let me be clear. We won in Alabama and Virginia because black women led us to victory. Black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party. We can't take that for granted, period. Folks, who was the jackass that also said black women were the backbone of the black community? Well, the black bone of a community. Who was the other jackass that said that? Oh, yeah. Tom from the boondocks himself, a.k.a. Barack Obama. Hmm. But the political activism didn't end there. In preparation for the midterm elections, many black women have been involved in a nationwide push for voting, mobilized by the rejection of President Donald Trump's divisive rhetoric. For example, Trump called black NFL players kneeling during the national anthem, Sons of Bees. Okay? The call is to squash retro racism evident at deadly events such as the Unite the Right rally led by white nationalists last year in Charlottesville. Trump said they were fine people both sides. The push to get people to vote is also over concerns regarding major issues such as health care and education. Yes, Victor Obama. Health care and education. 
What are we discussing four years later, folks? Health care. I guarantee you, I give it two months. You're going to start hearing again how black students, again, for the second year in a row, was, were terrible in school because of what's been going on. Because remember last year they said, oh, black kids, because of the pandemic and the lack of resources for them to get an adequate education, fell behind white kids. Guarantee you this year it might have made maybe a little bit of a climb, but it's still going to be bad. And we know damn well no black woman wants to hear that her child is inadequate. So what's going to end up happening, folks? Black women are going to turn on the teachers' unions. They're going to demand why their child or children are not being taught like white kids. They're going to ask why all these rules with the masks and the, and the Belle Biv DeVoe, why are we being treated harsher than other counterparts? They're not going to have an answer. They're going to turn on them. And the last thing the teachers union need is a bunch of angry black women destroying them on social media. Aunt Nesty, a lot of black people have done that already. A lot of black people have taken their kids out of public school. A lot of, don't think Biden and them have not seen the waves of people online talking about, I'm homeschooling my kids. This is going to go into my next subject about education. But like I said, don't think they, they don't know this. Last time I checked, the enrollment in schools for black students was down 30%. That's historic. I have a school down the street from me. I'm seeing less and less black kids than what I saw a year ago. Black people, y'all got to wake up. Hmm? Okay, later. Tell them one time. Take out the check. Go tell your mom you want chocolate milk. I can't do that. That who I got to worry about, folk. I ain't got no. I ain't got nothing for y'all. For you, for y'all, white supremacists. I ain't got nothing for y'all. Except except hate and vitriol. Unless you cut these FBAs the check, I, I could get the blueprints. So I go down and go see your queen. But. Honesty, it your mama was wrong. Here's the thing. My cousins, I've had cousins that were homeschooled. It wasn't illegal. 
it's just they discouraged it because a lot of parents didn't either didn't have the time for it or the government specifically the reason the government didn't want to pay for it. Because for you to homeschool your kid, the government has to give you a grant for that. They have to pay for the school supplies. They don't want to do that. Because then that cuts into the teachers unions, because again, what they don't like to tell you is teachers unions only collective bargain based on how the school district is performing and how many students they have in there. They never want to tell you that second part. When they close these schools, they can take those resources, put it back into the system, circulate it back out, and then make the numbers look like it never really left. Because you can't stop kids from going to school. So you're shuttling these kids around. The numbers look fine. So, like, I, I keep telling black women, listen, your best bet, oh, daddy daycare, I did that, I did that on Monday, Black Voltron, well, my wife went to go see Dr. Strange, she in the room, she on the phone, though, so she come to me, I guess she liked the way I made the chocolate milk, my wife must not put enough, enough liquid in it, I mean, enough syrup in it, but whatever. Uh, let's get back to this, but yeah, yeah, black women, I'm, I'm telling y'all, man, this is not, I don't know how else to say this. I'm just going to say it. I guarantee if you go into Capitol Hill right now and look at some of these congressmen's office, there's probably a picture of y'all with darts in it. They hate y'all so much, but they need you. You're like Star Wars. You're like new Star Wars fans to them. And when I mean new Star Wars fans, you're like the, the fans of the new Star Wars series of movies that they came out with. They're so bad, but it gets enough attention because people hate it so much. That's how they treat y'all. They need your children dumb. They need them to be drones. I guarantee, I, I bet you before these general elections in 24 for president, they're going to say something about, they're going to have a story about black kids being homeschooled. And God forbid, when they take these tests, they smash these white kids and these Asian kids. God forbid. They will outlaw that shit with the quickness. They'll start going through every homeschool child's paperwork just to find a little bit of irregularity so they could sit there and say, eh, your education is, is invalid. You're going to have to repeat whatever grade you ended at. Imagine having an 18-year-old kid start ninth grade over again because the government want to be petty. It'll be fun as hell for the football games, though. You have a 20-year-old trucking motherfuckers. That, that would be funny as hell, but again, it's not a game. So I've covered symbolism, emotion, vanity. Let's get to education, folks. These HBCUs are out of control. Folks, 
Now, you know me. I've been on these shows. I've advocated for these HBCUs. I said that we need these. I even know a lot of them be cooning. But we need them there because they're going to start locking us out of other. They're going to start locking us out of PWIs. But then stuff like this pops up. And I just say, in the words of the great David Carroll, this is what I'm talking about. What Black Vulture I say? I I disagree, bro. If they try to get rid of homeschooling, these white conservatives will go go apeshit crazy. You're partly right. I'm more thinking about they're not even gonna bring up black people. They're gonna bring yes, they'll bring up themselves and what probably ended up end up happening. They'll probably say, okay, let the county take care of it. They'll probably give them passes. You know, they'll sue and they'll get an induction, an injunction, and everything will be all right. But black folk ain't gonna have that that kind of resources to pull that off. And we already know a lot of them live in um, these urban areas. They're not going to go for it because that's more money out of their pocket that they can't pay police. They can't pay the 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 city workers. So they're not going to go for it. And we already know how these little towns get down. They'll do anything to keep black people on a permanent underclass. So you, you and I are partly right. White folks will go crazy. Black parents will go crazy, but they're not going to have that much of a leg to stand on. Uh, Auntie Nesty said, what's PWI? Predominantly white institutions. Like your Duke Universities, your North Carolinas, and basically most of your colleges. Anywhere where the population of white people are higher than everybody else. And that includes your yeshivas as well. Shout out to the Jews. But this here, folks, this... Now, I don't know if anybody heard this, but it says HBCU president incensed by Georgia Sheriff's drug search of lacrosse team. Now, this is a black lacrosse team. They were from, um, I think, Savannah State, I want to say. Delaware State, I'm sorry, Delaware State. They were coming down here for a game. And the race soldier said he smelled weed coming from the bus. Pulled everybody out and searched everybody. Now, how the hell did you smell weed on a bus? Hmm. Hmm. Then he tried to cover it up right here by saying the sheriff said, the black sheriff said deputies had stopped other commercial vehicles the same morning along I-95 and found drugs on a different bus. The team's chartered bus was stopped because it was traveling in left lane, which is a violation of Georgia law. And, of course, they brought the dumbass dog over there to, to act like it, it found a hit. 
No black woman trying to say. Uh, if the class action is big enough, we as black people could slide up in it too. They won't risk actively discriminating against black homeschoolers. It depends on how the midterms go. It depends on how it goes. I get what you're saying, but I think the depend the dependence on the ruling is going to be how the midterms go. Republicans ain't going to go for that. They're not going to go for you telling people they can't do something with their own family. They're not going for that. If the Democrats still stay in power. You have a more uphill climb. But I don't want to get too ahead of that because, you know, I, I kind of, again, I want to see how November plays out. But let's get back to this story. So uh, where is it? Um I found this quite funny. I do not exercise racial profiling, allow racial profiling, or encourage racial profiling. You lying bastard. And then they said, Georgia courts have held that the odor of marijuana is enough to give people police, people police, <laughs> police people, race soldiers, Probable cause to search vehicles without a warrant. Again, I ask this question, folks. You have a bus on a Georgia highway. And if you know Georgia, depending on where you are, the speed limit could be between 55 and 75. Or is it 70? 70. You pass by that bus. You even drive alongside it. How in the hell did you smell marijuana? That's my first question. Here's my second question, folks. That's not my dog. I don't have one. Here's my second question, folks. What lacrosse, what team what bunch of students would be dumb enough to light up marijuana on a bus with their coaches on there? With the bus driver. Now, I'm not saying the kids didn't smoke weed. They might have done it before the bus got, before they got on the bus. I have to kind of hear what the bus driver says and get the depositions from the other people on the bus, the, the students and the coaches. But even if that was the case, if it was on somebody's clothes, how in the hell did the cops smell it? Because remember what they said. They pulled them over because they were in the left lane and they detected the odor. Okay. You made every you searched everybody and found nothing. So I, I I'm just trying to figure this out, folks. You had the dog hit the bus. Wouldn't it make sense to line everybody up on the side of the road and have the dog hit the hit the students? 
I'll say that again. You say you detected the odor of marijuana, but you had the dog hit the bus. You didn't have the dog hit the students. Oh, and yes, the, the school administration said they are exploring all legal options, including a lawsuit. The sheriff said he welcomed feedback from the lacrosse team. I'd cuss you out. We realize in this current environment, even a traffic stop can be alarming to citizens, Bowman said, especially African-Americans. Well, Liberty County Sheriff William Bowman, you have just lost your job, sir. That's a good question by Voltron, but it's like I read in the article. They stopped another commercial bus during the day and they had drugs in it. But again, that's profiling. So now so now my question would be if I'm the lawyer, I'm like, okay, so your so your administration has more money now for a task force that's gonna stop every commercial bus and every charter bus that runs through Georgia and your county to check for drugs. Did they get video of the illegal traffic stop? I don't know. I don't see any video. I know there was news reports, but I don't. I don't. I never saw uh, official body cam footage. And the school released a statement. Let's see. Would y'all like to see the school statement? Because I have the school statement. Let's see what they said. So it says a message from Tony. I'm guessing that's probably, let's see who Tony is. It might be at the bottom. Tony Allen, PhD. So that's the president of Delaware State University. An HBCU, by the way. So it says, to the university community on April 20th, I just stopped there because it's, it's already it's already looking bad for the police. So they targeted 420 to do this. All right. Say less. To the university community, on April 20th, an incident occurred in Georgia when the Delaware State University women's lacrosse team was returning home from a game in Florida. Traveling by contract bus, Georgia law enforcement stopped the team under the pretext of a minor traffic violation, again, which was having a bus in the left lane. The belongings of the student athletes, including suitcases and the luggage racks beneath the bus, were searched by police and drug-sniffing dogs. Videos, ooh. Ooh, we got video. Black Voltron, we got video, sir. Shout out to Tony. We got video. Oh, you bastard. No. So on YouTube? Okay. Okay. Hang on, folks. I'm sorry. Oh, we got we we got to get this video. Uh-uh. I need this. All right, Delaware State Lacrosse 
video. Let's see. Oh, no. We need this. Ooh, we got the video. Oh, it's 35 minutes long? Damn, now nah, I can't play all that. I ain't finna play all that. Oh, they have the body cam, too? Which one? 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 Damn it. Nobody has a redacted version. I should have got this and did it myself. You know what? I'm going to do y'all a favor. We're not going to do this. We got the video, folks. Hey, y'all go. Um, damn it. All right, let's go back to this. Um, yeah, so I put the video in the in the chat. Y'all can go look at it for yourself because it's it's like almost thirty six minutes long, and I don't I don't want to do that to y'all. Uh, let's go back to the to the letter. Okay, where was I? Yeah, videos such as this one taken by one of the players clearly show law enforcement members attempting to intimidate our student athletes into confessing the possession of drugs and or drug paraphernalia. To be clear, nothing illegal was discovered in this search and all of our coaches and student athletes comported themselves with dignity throughout a trying and humiliating process. Our student athletes, coaches, and the subcontracted bus driver are all safe. I have spoken with many of them, and in the course of investigating this incident in conjunction with our general counsel and athletic director, I have also reached out to Delaware's governor, congressional delegation, attorney general, and Black Caucus. Oh, Lord. Well, it's the Delaware Black Caucus, so it's not it's not the congressional one, so maybe it's something that'll get done. Plus, it's Biden's home state, so he'd love to shaft Georgia again. They, like me, are incensed. We have also reached out to Georgia law enforcement and are exploring options for recourse, legal and otherwise, available to our student athletes, our coaches, and the university. I think Liberty County should be made to pay one year tuition for all these girls. And I know in the comment section, y'all go tell me I ain't go far enough, but we 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 can't get crazy. can't get crazy um we do not intend to let this or any other incident like it pass idly by we are prepared to go wherever the evidence leads us we have video we have allies i don't like that word perhaps more significantly we have the courage of our convictions news of this incident okay uh, let's see any of that and they brought up the bomb, the bomb threats at the HBCUs. Da, 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 da. And then he ended it off. Okay. Uh, Liberty County, William Bowman, you done lost your job. Yo, them, them crackers you had on payroll, they probably gonna, they, they gonna do, they gonna do, they probably gonna get a couple suspensions, something in their jacket. I think the county... I think your police department and your city government need to pay for a year of every one of them girls' tuitions. That's what y'all need to do. And if they're on scholarship, you give them the cash. Because that's ridiculous. 
But this is what I meant when I said education, folks. They're trying to demonize black people from going to higher education. Y'all come up here and want to tout your degrees. And the whole world's telling you your degrees mean nothing. Where you go to school means nothing now. Your alma mater has been relegated to a license plate holder, to a sticker on the car or in the back windshield. They don't care about your degrees. And I'm down here in Atlanta, folks. You know what else they put on their cars? Their Greek lettering. They don't care no more. All that I just named used to be a badge of honor. That right there is your resume. They want to see how much of a coon you are now. They want to see how easy it is to turn you into a mammy. They're already making sure you can't go to Ivy League schools no more. Or honestly, they weren't doing anything. They had the dumbass dog hit the bus and hit their suitcases. They found nothing. My thought, he probably smelled bad exhaust and probably thought it was weed. Or somebody's, you know what they probably thought? Now, I don't know if these students were allowed to, you know, peruse around that area. I don't know what's around there because they, they said they were in Florida and they went to Stenson. I think Stenson's up in northern Florida. But if anything, he might have smelled one of them bullshit cigars y'all buy at the corner store. If anything. Like them cigarellos and all that crap. That what he probably smelled. I'm still going off the exhaust. But I think he might that's what he might have he might have done. He might have smelled. But I think they just wanted because it was it's the end of the month, that last ten days of the month, where they need to pull out the tickets and get the arrest quotas up. I think that's why they hit him. Plus again, it was four twenty, so they probably figured, oh, it was black girls. Hey, you know, they smoke just as much weed as them niggers up there. And, then, you know, and then we don't like them niggers. So they from up north niggers. So, yeah, we we finna, we, we finna put them over. Mm, I, I, I smell some bad. Yeah, get the dog. Get the dog. Come on, Rex. Come on, Rex. And I really think they wanted to... I, I bet you, I didn't see the video, but I bet none of them popped off. That's why they didn't say nothing. Oh, and by the way, when y'all see that video, the NBC video, there was a black cop in the thumbnail, so we already know what this was about. But anyway, I'm trying to pull this, I'm trying to find this picture. Wait, let me go on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Folk, answer me this question. Why are... Th- 
these HBCUs hiring white people to be their presidents and positions of power. I I need this explained to me. I already know they're trying to co-op Howard and turn it into a funnel system. I know they want to turn Howard University into a political, um, what do they call it? Incubator. But why are they hiring? Why all these white people all of a sudden? It's bad enough you didn't let white people in to go get a goddamn. You brought them in to go say, oh, yeah, come on, Mr. White Man. It's a, it's a lower education. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll treat you like Marissa Tomei in the first season of A Different World. We'll do that for you. Yeah. Like this video. I'll fix it to show you. Oh, yeah. He wanted me. What's up? What's up, Hard Talk? Yeah, yes, Black Voltron. He wanted to make sure that, you know, he was on the right side of the blue wall. Hey, guess what, y'all? And after we done, we're going to go down to that dead Bojangles over there on Roof 400, and we're going to get, we, I'm, I'm buying the whole precinct. I'm buying the whole precinct foods, which I want. Fuck around, end up buying 20 pieces for everyone in their motherfucking family. Man. I just got to say this before I show y'all this. I love B&B one. And again, I'm a reform coon, so it took me a long time to get to this point. I love it. I ain't going back. I ain't going to coon no more. I ain't finna coon no more, folks. I, I can't do this no more. I, I can't do I can't be him no more. I, I, I can't be him no more. I can't do it. it me, me, me and this nigga were tight for a few years. I, I can't do it no more. I can't. This nigga got me into too much trouble and got me on the house with black folks. Can't do that no more. That's my man, though. Mr. Coombs is coming back. Mr. Coombs is coming back. He he want to do a report on uh, old... Uh, he he said he liked the way Clyburn were talking to them black folks last weekend. He want to do a story on it. So be on the lookout for Mr. Coombs. All right, get, get the hell on. But anyway, folks, let we got to play. I got to show you this video, folks. Oh yes, Black Voltron, I debuted a new character. You can check it on the on the channel, brother. It's called Miss Coombs. I'm, I'm about to work on a um. I'm about to work on an intro for that man. I ain't paying him shit. I'm giving him number biscuits. Anyway, look at this. So it says, I would just like to inquire why Saxby's thought it was okay to bring all the white management team to the HBCU and why the HBCU would partner with any organization that doesn't practice diversity in local management, but whatever, nice coffee. Now, I thought first it was Zaxby's and they were, oh Lord, they got the black woman, they got the white woman dancing, they got the fat white woman dancing, Lord have mercy. I see Africans. Now let me stop, I'm assuming. I don't know what school this is. What school is this? Bro, it's somebody said it's student run. Oh, so the students were cooning. All right, say less. <sighs> These kids will never learn, boy. 
They'll never learn. You give them the... Oh, look, somebody said, somebody read me the riot act. They said, if you don't go to an HBCU or talk and or talk down on HBCU, stay in your predominantly privileged white institutional business. Thanks, management. Okay, sir. Guess what? We're the only ones talking about y'all's HBCUs while y'all floundering, begging Biden for money and student loan forgiveness. But yeah, you're right. You you better hope to God the new black media don't stop talking about y'all. Y'all not gonna have a voice anywhere. Got an old woman. I'm trying to find a picture of that white the white woman they hired. Damn it. I should have had this loaded up. My fault, y'all. I should have had this loaded up. Let me see. HBCU hires white president. Damn it. I saw the... Uh, I can't. This... B-Zilla, you're killing me right now. I can't front those Bojangles books. Biscuits look hella good, but it's damn Bojangles. Bro, I had Bojangles in, in Hartsfield Airport. I was hungry. It was the best thing I ever had. <laughs> That's the best I can say. It's the best thing I ever had. I was hungry. And I was about to jump on a plane. Uh, what hard talk said? Uh, th that's the problem. Blacks hate criticism about anything that actually needs correcting in order to do better. I won't say they hate it. I say they they they've learned not to be receptive to it. Again, it depends on where the source is. Oh, Bzilla, don't tell me that. You a foodie? All right, we're gonna have to do a show. But it, again, it, and this goes back to it goes back to the Kevin Samuels thing, folk. Okay, I shit. It it depends on. It's like the Kevin Samuels effect. That's what I'm fit to call it. The Kevin Samuels effect. It depends on where you're getting the information from. If it's somebody you like, you'll be receptive to it. If it's not somebody. No, hear what I'm saying, though, brother, brother Hard Talk. If it's someone like Kevin Samuels, they're not going to want to hear it. If it's somebody like Brittany Renner, they're not going to want to hear it. If it's somebody like Ayanna Van Zant, depending on who it is, they're going to want to hear it. If it's someone like Saweetie or Doja Cat or one of them other idiots, they're going to want to hear it. We all know Megan Thee Stallion lying, but she got enough people convinced that she's telling the truth. I'm going to get into that Kevin Samuels thing in a second. But especially with this education thing, the HBCUs are predominant women and tethers. We know this. A lot of people don't want to bring this up when it comes to the HBCUs. Even though it is dominated by women and tethers, Ask yourself this question. Who made the most noise for HBCUs the past two years? I'm going to see if somebody in the chat can figure that out. Again, here's the question. 
even though HBCUs are dominated by women in tethers, name me the person who's made the most noise for HBCUs in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And this brother is not a feminized cuck. Deion Sanders has brought more attention to the HBCUs in the past two years than anybody else. The new black media has brought more attention to HBCUs than anybody else. What's happening, main one? What's happening? And I'm going to say the white supremacist name, but Donald Trump brought more attention to the HBCUs in five years than anybody else did, even our own people. Now, I'm not giving him all the credit. I'm not doing that. He did what he did. Facts to him. I still got my issues with Trump. It is what it is. But I want to keep it within the two-year gap. Deion Sanders and the new black media brought so much attention to the HBCUs that problems like they're facing now at Howard, they just closed Lincoln University. Um, this, This Delaware State Oh, hard talk. We're going we gonna to talk. Or oh, we can talk about that. You know what? We can have a show about that. I ain't, I, I'm not on that bandwagon that he a racist. He a bigot. He not a racist. He a bigot. But that's fine. I'd rather deal with a bigot I know than a racist I don't. Because I can choose how to deal with a bigot. A racist who doesn't lie to your face and think you're, they're, they're like the, your best ally and then screw you over later. At least Trump will tell you, I like black people, just certain black people. I ain't with all of you. I'd rather he tell me that. But you and I can have that show. Deion Sanders, based off his name and what he accomplished down in Jackson State, got his team on ESPN. I ain't talking about none of the offshoots. I'm talking about main ESPN. Do you know how hard that is for HBCU? Do you think them fools wanted to go down to Mississippi? Go see that man. Go see that man play. Man, Jesus Christ. Man, I'm doing my show right now. Go get to see your mama. I I can't open this right now. Go to your mama. Kids. Anyway, what was I saying? Yes. Do you know how hard it is to get an HBCU on main ESPN? The fact that he was doing so much good business, they put Howard's basketball team on ESPN. Had a top five recruit come out of that program that got drafted. How many kids 
Yes, sir. Daddy, daddy daycare alert. You know how many kids, black athletes said, you know what? I'm fixing to go to HBCU. Yeah, I'm not going to go to Alabama. I'm going to go to Alabama A&T. No, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go play for the Tar Heels. I'm going to go play for A&T. I'm not going to go play for the U. I'm going to go play for A&M. You got to respect it. They don't like that. Especially now with these NILs coming out. A black school. I say because of that. But a black school in charge of a black student's likeness. Getting that money put into the school. They don't like that. So now they're trying. Y'all ran around talking about, oh, Biden's going to, he going he gonna to take care of them HBCUs. He going to take care of them. I done exposed that already. He claims he found $3 billion in in windfall money from the American Rescue Plan. Do you think those HBCUs got that $3 billion? No. Because if they did, Lincoln University would not be shuttering its doors. Did y'all know that he rejected Trump's permanent funding? He stopped it. Now look what happened. Trump signs that legislation, right? Cool. HBCUs start thriving. They, they're making money. They're getting quality students again. They're competing with the PWIs. You're getting Hall of Fame talent going to these schools willing to take on these kind of responsibilities. You think Deion Sanders wants to go out there in Mississippi in that hot-ass sun, that humidity, with his aging health, to go coach students even though his son is on the team? You think he wants to do that? You don't think he wants to sit home and relax? He putting in not only time on the field, but off the field as an analyst, raising kids, going through what he went through with Pilar. You don't think he would he he earned the rest, but he loves football so much he decided to take that job and got that job mainstream. They did a reality show with that man. He has he has players in the NFL right now. They don't like that. And I'm talking about the PWIs. They don't like that. The worst thing for a PWI or any one of these NCAA schools is to have a student commit and then downgrade. Like if they decommit to Alabama and say they're going to Tennessee. Okay. 
that makes news on ESPN. Oh, if, if someone like Jason Kidd said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to California. I'm, I'm going to go play in Texas. Okay, he's a top recruit. That's going to make some waves. Not that significant. Or, okay, um, what, what did I name? Um, Kevin Durant said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to Texas. You know what? I, I don't want to play in Texas. I'm going to stay home and play in Maryland. Okay. Don't make some waves. He was a top talent. That's going to make some waves. Okay. It's a story on ESPN. Do you understand this man, Deion Sanders, had enough talent, enough cachet, enough charisma to convince top athletes to leave programs that these NFL teams covet, your Alabamas, USC, UCLA, um, Oklahoma, the whole damn SEC, ACC, Big Ten. He told these students and their mamas and their daddies, I will get the best out of your son. Drops the rings on the table. I got five. Or is it four? Five, four, three, whatever. I got Super Bowls. If your son dedicates to me, I can get him in the NFL. He wins Super Bowls. And you'll have a black coach. And I bet you he probably told him this too. I have a black, you'll have, your son will have a black coach. He'll have a father figure to look up to for four years or three years if he decides to leave early. They don't like that. What does this have to do with black women? Black women, y'all need to start thinking like that. When it comes to the education side of it, y'all need to start talking to your daughters like that. Good afternoon, Sister Roshana. Black women, y'all need to start thinking like that. They target y'all because y'all don't care. I'm just going to flat out say it. This is my Kevin Samuels mode now. They target y'all because they know you don't care. This is a generalization, so don't get pissed off at me if you be one. I, I know who cares and I know who don't. I need all of y'all to listen to it because I need the be ones and ones on code to go relay this message to the sisters because I know you know damn well they ain't going to listen to me because I'm a man. I'm giving y'all the game. Y'all need to sell to our daughters and your nieces and your cousins. These politicians, these corporations, these banks, the, these car companies, all these assholes putting, putting out commercials catered to y'all, all these movie companies and TV show companies catering to y'all. They don't care about you. They care about your wallet. If your wallet is straight, they done their job. We're in the middle of a 
bad supply chain right now. We're in the middle of inflation. And black women are still out here acting like everything is peachy king. That's what they want. They don't want y'all vulnerable. I'm going to say that again. They don't want y'all vulnerable. I just told you, Megan Good, they propped her up for that Amazon show. That show tanked. She still got paid. Her life good. Like I said, she left her husband for Arabian battle rapper. Her life good. She still get mentioned. Y'all's Jody Turner Smith did that stupid photo shoot with her husband where she's naked. Y'all talked about it. She good. She still got her money. That 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 coontress, Vivica Fox, ran her mouth on Kevin Samuels. She's still working. She good. All these all these black women, y'all, they prop up from the entertainment, the sports, um, what do you call it? Um Hollywood. Business sector who are off code, they prop them up and y'all retweet their bullshit. Y'all fancy yourselves off of their bullshit. And y'all think that's what life is like. When the rest of us are out here telling you this shit is not sweet. There's some serious shit going on out here. Y'all need to get down here with us on this geopolitical and socioeconomic plane. This is where this is where the fight is right now. But y'all want to stay over there in Olympus. Cool. Guess what? Olympus fell as well. Dark Skin Brothers, she got a show coming out. That's why she talking. Angela Yee, when she did that 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 show with Mano, she got a show coming out. Shout out to Beatzilla for that. I didn't even know that. She got all these black women. Angela Yee ain't black, by the way. But all these black women you're seeing coming out talking real spicy. They got something on the back burner ready to go. Vivica's doing a, a TV show down here. Shout out to Man Robinson. Shout out to that man. I support him. He's a black filmmaker. Shout out to him. He casted her in the show. But she got the nerve to say that. Yet, we can look at her history. She got played by 50. Well, I should say she got curved by 50. She had that show Face the Truth. Made the I don't even understand why she brought Tommy Sotomayor on there. She should have known what was going to happen. And not only brought that man on the show and tried to read him the riot act. 
not only did he stand stand tall on that, the chick he was beefing with that they also brought on the show ended up on his side. He got all four or five women on that panel told and turned the audience against the hosts. When's the last time we saw that, folks? A guest turns an audience against the host. I don't even see her doing the alopecia wigs anymore. I don't even see her pushing that out. Somebody said it. Black Voltron said she probably got the bag from Massa. I feel you, Black Voltron. I I, I cut y'all know me. I cut him off, but I, I get it. But I got to give that man his flowers on that. I ain't never seen that before. My point is this. Y'all are propping up the wrong people. And it's at a point now, you have nobody else positive right now that's getting the support. Who's the last person positive y'all propped up? I'll go down the recent list. Y'all went out there and y'all propped up. Um, and I was guilty of this too. When Nicki Minaj went after Joy Reid, we all propped her up. The next week, she went right back to Coonan. We got burned on that. Okay. Most of, most of FBAs, I'm sure, would love to tell me that's what you get for messing with the tether. That's fine. I'll take that out. I will take that. We propped up Tamika Mallory. Now, I didn't prop her up. I, I peeped game from her. And thank God for the new black media and B1. Thank God I, I, I caught on to that. And I saw the signs. Because when she got viral, I said there was something off about this chick. And I did my research. And as soon as I saw the name Al Sharpton, I said, no. I'm not, no. She going in. She's going right in the trash where she belongs. And here we are two years later, ran off the block. But she didn't get run off the block yet, folks. She apparently is going to be in New York City on July 23rd with, with uh, Van Jones and Gail King and, and some other coons talking about social justice reform and, and, and criminal justice reform and all, all them trick bag language agendas that have nothing to do with us. I talked with my wife. We might be going back home then. I'll keep y'all posted. She wants to go see family. I might get into some good twubba. We'll see. Okay, so we went through Vivica, Nikki, Tamika. They propped up Amanda Gorman, folks. 
But I think enough of them saw that this she was a trick bag as well because uh, you know it's a problem when you see a whole bunch of white people propping her up. Shout out to Jason Black for that masterful performance breakdown of her of her uh, inauguration poem that he did on that broadcast. Crazy Black star who? Amanda Gorman. You You forgot about her? Folk, how do y'all forget about Amanda Gorman with the smile, folk? How did y'all forget her? Y'all could not have forgotten her, folk. Come on, folk. Folk, you did not forget her. This chick. Yeah, come on, folk. Let me get, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me push her forward, folk. Let me push her forward. We need to get all this. This chick, the chick who was invited by Jill Biden herself. To speak and do her poem at Biden's inauguration, who Jason Black massively told us that she was just she was just out there talking and didn't say a word blood. You're right. He should he should have given her the business, but he here's the thing. Kevin knew what was gonna happen. He did not want he didn't want the Barbies after him. He didn't want the Barbies after him. That's why. Be silly, you ain't shit. <laughs> Look at her face and see nothing but a horn of Africa. You ain't shit. <laughs> Oh, when Jason Black showed that video of her meeting Lin-Manuel Miranda, boy, and she was cheesing blood. By the way, where is Amanda Gorman these days? I'm asking for a friend. Hey, you are all my friends. Where is she? We haven't heard a peep from her in a year. Know why? Shout out to Jason Black. We ran her off the block. Oh yes. Shout out to the shout out to three. Yes, sir. Yes, Blackwell. Eat your muffin. Hey, give me the give me the thing one more time. Get away from me. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Can you say B1? Can you say B1? Right. Can you say B1? Huh? Right. Dr. Crest is B1. I still got to Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? Of course it was fun. But unfortunately, that was only part one. In the meantime, as you wait for part two to upload, you can go on your major platforms like Google, Apple, or Spotify, and also iHeartRadio, 
and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio to listen to our archive of great episodes. And don't forget to push either the follow or the subscribe button. Thank you and take care. Thank <laughs> you.